Hey everyone, it's Cheryl and Tony. Buckle up for this Wednesday morning edition of the Disney Drive Time Podcast. How are you? I'm doing good. Excellent. Another late night recording session with some sangria for you. Yeah, we've had a lot going on. Packing up houses, That's waiting right. for people to come pick up things from Facebook Marketplace. Yeah. Sort of torture. It has been. Uh, but here we are. Here we are. It's something that we enjoy. Exactly. All right, you want to get started with the Disney Parks blog? Please. All right, let's talk about Olani. Um, at Olani, they are celebrating the 10th anniversary of the um, Disney Resort and Spa. I can't believe it's been 10 years already. Um, August 29th uh, is the anniversary celebration date. And uh, Auntie and Uncle hosted um, a special party with uh, Mickey Mouse and Minnie in their new outfits uh, that they debuted at the resort. Uh, and it's part of their 10th anniversary celebration. So exciting times there. I can't believe it's been 10 years since Ulani opened. I know. It's been 10 years and we have not yet. I, we'll get there eventually. I thought we had another story on Ulani, but I guess we didn't. So happy 10th anniversary. Yeah, I guess um, Hawaii is pulling back on its um, open door policy for uh, visitors. Oh, lately. are they? Yeah, they're um, asking people to not come again. Hmm. All righty. Kind of a bummer. Yeah. So, yeah, Olani, 10 years, but don't go. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Okay. So our next story is about um, the Plan Disney search that is kicking off on September 9th. That's right. Plan Disney used to be known as the Disney Moms Panel, uh, which provides travelers with... Uh, I don't know what I don't know what would you say advice better? advice yeah travel yeah. advice uh, and now they've gotten rid of the moms aspect of it because every year they would bring in a dad or two yeah uh, and now the mama's panel is known as Plan Disney which is a, a a part of the Disney website which allows you to help plan uh, your vacation and they give travel advice and people can ask questions well if you want to be a panelist for 2022 uh, they are opening the Plan Disney panelist search. Um, on Thursday, September 9th at noon, and it will close on September 14th uh, at noon. So um, if you want to get that uh, done, you can go and uh, go to plandisneysearch.com to submit your application. How exciting would it be to be a panelist? Yeah, did you know you can't do it if you're a travel agent? Oh, so you can't do it, but I could. Um, I might actually apply to spouses as well. I know it applies to spouses who work for Disney. You can't do it. Hmm. But maybe you should. Eh, it's all right. All right. I feel like some of the advice is a little, um, I don't know if inaccurate is the right word, but like incomplete. Well, it's always very pro-Disney. There's never, I mean, it's a planned Disney site. So what What? You know, what do you expect? You're going to give them, of course, the company line. But it's always, you know, what's my best option if I'm a family of 16? Well, you should do this. <laughs> it's not you should stay off site and rent a house. Right. It's, yeah, you should get like four villas and it'll only cost you $40,000. Right. Yeah. Um, but I, I feel like sometimes even the information isn't, I wouldn't say it's inaccurate. It just isn't very like complete. And, and I think that people who are just huge fans of Disney a lot of times have better answers than these people, than these panelist people. Right. But, um, I don't know. That's I don't know what they're using as a criteria to choose their panelists. Well, they do try to take a cross section of panelists. Mm-hmm. So you've got panelists from all walk of life, DVC members, non DVC members, people who go four times a year, people yeah. who go once every other year. Yeah. You know, they they get a very good cross section. So, and I don't know how they assign people to answer their questions either. I don't know who's asking the questions either. Yeah. I feel like if you really have a question, you just go to like Facebook and 
find right. a find a Disney group and ask your question there. there but you um, go. but it is fun to sort of look at some of the answers once in a while. All right, let's we're gonna we're gonna get you an application this year. Okay, um, Disney Kite Tales has prepared to. Um, Come to Disney's Animal Kingdom theme park. That's right. They're going to take to the sky, as mm. they say. So uh, beginning October 1st, there will be a new uh, event at Disney's Animal Kingdom called Disney Kite Tales. And it is going to be a gala performance of color and movement uh, that will happen several times a day at the Discovery River Th- Discovery River Theater, which is where? In the Animal Kingdom? Near Dinoland, USA, exactly. It is in the Animal Kingdom, though. That's right. I didn't get it wrong. Uh, This is going to be performers who have oversized props and kites that have been adorned with animal friends from Little Mermaid, A Bug's Life, and Finding Nemo. World Beat Music will accompany the kites, and it will be an impressive show over the the lagoon. Um, You'll also get three-dimensional kites with familiar characters from The Lion King and The Jungle Book. And some of these kites will be as large as 30 feet in length. I mean, it sounds pretty neat. So they're like kite puppets. Yeah, kind of. Uh, I just hope this lasts more than like six months. I know, yeah. The history of shows at the Animal Kingdom is not great. No, it's not. All right. Um, So the big news has been the release of annual passes for Disney World. That's right. Uh, New annual passes at Walt Disney World are going to be going on sale on September 8th. And uh, they have announced prior to the world's most magical celebration that there are new four new unique passes available. Okay. Um, so the first two are available only to Florida residents. Um, the first one is the Disney Pixie Dust Pass. It's $399 plus tax. Uh, they also have an option for a monthly payment that you have to make a $205 down payment first and then you pay another $19 a month. Um, that allows you to visit the Disney World Resort theme parks on most weekdays, as long as you have advanced park reservations. There are some blackout dates, including peak and holiday periods, and you can have up to three park reservations at a time. Again, that's only for Florida residents. That's right. The second Florida resident uh, pass is the Disney Pirate Pass. That will set you back $699 plus tax. Uh, like the other program, if you put a $205 down payment down, you can pay $45 a month, which is 0% interest. You can visit Disney parks on most days with an advanced park reservation, and they are subject to blackout dates during holiday periods, and you can hold up to four park reservations at a time. So, I mean, do you feel like, is, do you think there's less blackout dates, or is the difference really just how many park reservations you can hold uh, at The time? difference is park reservations, and you can visit the weekends. Okay, so weekends are not blacked out. Right. Okay. And then the next one is the Disney Sorcerer Pass. So this is only good for Florida residents, um, but it also allows for DVC members to buy this pass. Uh, That is $899 plus tax, $205 down payment um, with $63 a month if you prefer that option. You can visit the uh, Disney World Resort theme parks most days with the advanced park reservation. That is, again, subject to blackout dates and select days during select holiday periods. And you can hold up to five park reservations at a time. Um, So, you know, for an extra $200, you get one more day for park reservations, uh, maybe slightly less blackout dates. And that one is open to the DVC members. Right. So the Sorcerer's Pass has blockout dates, uh, blockout dates during holiday periods, but not during peak periods. Okay. So, you know, each one, there's it's just a little Slight, more fine-tuned yeah, slightly than the less previous blackout. version. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then for the common folk, 
uh, everyone else, Florida residents, DVC members, you know, average Joe blue collar. Uh, you can get the Disney Increda Pass for a mere $1,299 plus tax. Let's just say $1,300. <laughs> Let's call it $1,299. Uh, you can put down a $205 down payment if you're a Florida resident and pay $99 a month for 12 months. You can visit Disney theme parks uh, with an advanced park reservation with no blackout dates, and you get five park reservations at a time. So the difference with this one is you have no blackout dates, and uh, it's available to everyone. Okay. Uh, so are we ready to talk about – let's just talk about this $1,300 um, – annual pass, this Increda pass, which is, you know, open to everyone. So it's, it's, you know, comparable to the previous, um, annual pass. Right. Well, before we talk about that, yeah. we should talk about what every annual pass gets. Okay. Because there, there are perks for those. Okay. Let's hear what they are. Uh, so you get standard theme park parking mm-hmm. and you get a savings of up to 20% on dining, merchandise, and more. Okay. You will get bonus reservations. Access to them anyway. That's right. And you can also... Uh, add a photo pass option or a water park and sports option uh, for an additional cost to your uh, annual pass. So does that roll us into comparing the uh, previous annual pass to this new um, Increda pass? Increda pass. Sure. So they're saying that for extra money, you can get the photo pass added. That's right. For $99 a year. And previously, the photo pass was included with an annual pass. You are correct. All right. So we've added another $99 a year on there. Yes. Um, and then, so parking's the same. What is, what is, there's one more thing that's uh, not the, quite. The, the top tier pass used to have access to the water parks as well. Right. So that's an additional $99 option. Okay. So now we've basically added $200 extra to the cost of the pass just to bring it to where it used to be. That's right. Okay. That's right. And, um, you know, they're charging you more and giving you less. Yeah, that seems to be a theme. So, um, you know, Disney, of course, is not going to say that. Uh, they want you to know that uh, you can convert your annual, your current annual pass uh, to a new annual pass under their new program. They are offering, I believe, a 20% discount for the uh, first current time. pass holders, yeah. right? Uh, so that saves a little bit. Um, but it is definitely not a, a, a super bargain. No, it, I mean it was it was hard to swallow spending whatever it was eleven hundred dollars uh, a year for the old annual pass. I haven't been able to do it. I think we had an annual pass like fifteen years ago. Um, we haven't been able to do it recently. It's, it was has just been too expensive, and now they're even more expensive, and you get less. So I, I don't think it's something that we're going to be uh, purchasing. That's but right. It's unfortunate. I was hoping that this uh, reincarnation of the annual pass was going to be a little bit better and. You know, possibly give us the option to maybe buy one. If the other, if the Florida resident offers were good to everyone, that might be doable for mm-hmm. us. I mean, you know, only weekdays with some blackout dates, I could do that. Right. But um, but thirteen hundred dollars plus a couple of extras. Right. You know, Disney does want their pass holders to know that uh, as a pass holder, you're a member of their valued community with special access to the magic. You will also get invitations to passholder events, passholder merchandise. You will get original content created for passholders. You will get a dedicated website with an interactive calendar showing you park availability. And you will get dedicated support with VI passholder support. Okay. That is their new support program for passholders. Um, I don't know. 
It's, There's a lot of people who are very upset yeah. about this uh, this new version of the annual pass. But, you know, the thing is, people are always upset. The minute Disney announces something, oh, my God, I can't believe how much the boobash is. Oh, this is outrageous. This is outrageous. Completely sold out. Yeah. I, we'll see. I mean, we've said for a long time there is going to be a tipping point where people won't do it anymore. Um, I, I've said for a long time I think we're getting close. We hadn't. <laughs> I'm going to say again, I think we're getting close. Maybe we will be. Um, but, well, you know, we'll see. See, I don't think we're getting close because I, I think they're just pushing out a certain segment of the population. And that population that can readily afford this is still coming. Yeah. You know, it's that, you know, it's that blue collar average working class family from Ottumwa, Iowa. That can't do it anymore. Who can't, you know, maybe they went every year mm-hmm. or they went every other year. And now they've got to save even more to afford what they used to be able to do. You know, yeah. I'm not going to say without issue, but it, it, it's, you know, you're saving more to get less. Yeah. And the people who did the once in a lifetime trip probably can't ever do the trip. Right. You know, if you had to save for five or six years in order to get enough to go to Disney before, it's just not going to be doable right. now. They're just putting it out of reach. And yeah. that's that's unfortunate. It is. So uh, enough about uh, uh, our musings on the annual pass. Uh, I don't want to say debacle uh, offerings. Uh, and let's head over to Walt Disneyland. Walt Disneyland. Walt Disneyland. Yes. Uh, Disneyland. Uh, where they have uh, some refurbishments going on in Toontown. Yeah, I mean, you know, they're spending some of the money they make. They are. Um, The work walls have been expanded at the railroad bridge at uh, Mickey's Toontown. That's right. They're going to be working on the bridge that goes over Toontown. Uh, They are putting in the Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway back in that section. Right. So, uh, you know, there's there's a lot of construction going on there. Okay. But uh, it's, it's all for a good cause. Okay. All right. Um, also in Disneyland, the scaffolding has been removed from the Tomorrowland monorail station. Which is good news. You know why? Why? Because they've begun testing the monorail in Disneyland and uh, might be bringing it back into service relatively soon. Okay. Uh, the monorail, I feel like, in um, Disneyland would be a little hard as far as COVID and social distancing goes. Yes. You are on top of each other. Yes. If you've never been to Disneyland and uh, never been on the monorail there, it is nothing like the Disney World monorail. No. It's more like a little ride. It's tiny, like height-wise even. You have to like duck down to get into it. And uh, you're crammed in there like sardines. So uh, it's just totally different experience. It's still cool, but just different. It is. It's very different. Yeah. So let's shoot across country over to the Walt Disney World Resort. Where, uh, you know, we're recording this on on Tuesday, August 31st. And and if you are in the parks tonight, uh, you will not get fireworks with the Happily Ever After performance. Oh, no. Why? Uh, It doesn't state. uh, It's undisclosed reasons. But they did make a park-wide announcements to guests, uh, as well as a push notification through the My Disney Experience app, uh, informing guests that the show will feature projections, but no fireworks. But you know what the cool thing is? If you stay a little later after the parks close tonight and tomorrow, September 1st, between 10.30 and 1 a.m., they are testing fireworks for the new Disney Enchantment show. So I'm just supposed to, like, hang out in the parking lot? Exactly. (laughs) Not quite as nice, but okay. No, it's it's not. All right. Um, There is... Uh, Where are you going? I don't know. You're just clicking away. I was. We were talking about the stage that they just installed uh, around the partner statue. 
I accidentally just shut the story on, on Cheryl. Um, so they have completed building the 50th anniversary stage around the partner statue. It's expected to be up for about a week. They are filming the new special celebrating the 50th anniversary that's going to air on October 1st on the ABC network. Awesome. Yeah. All right. Um, construction's continuing at Guardians of the Galaxy. Um, it looks like they're doing a lot of work. There's a lot of construction workers there. There are. There, that's a lot of hard hats and safety it vests. It is. Uh, did you notice that a lot of the blue hard hats have the green vests and the white hard hats have the orange vests? They're yeah, very color coordinated. It, yeah, there's definitely like each one of them has their own like special job. I believe that white might be Imagineering. Maybe. A lot of the Imagineers have the white hard hats. That would make sense. Um, So as Cheryl mentioned, there's a lot of construction going on around Cosmic Rewind, uh, and they are putting the finishing touches on the uh, pavement construction in front of the ride. All right, good. You need some pavement. We do. Can't be tripping over rocks. No, you can't. All right. Uh, We've been very excited to hear that the beer garden is once again um, offering a buffet. That's right. They had previously been serving their food family style, but with the return of Boma, Flavors of Africa, uh, as the first buffet to return to service, it looks like some of the other buffets are uh, returning to their original roots. Fabulous. Yeah. All right. Um, the In the France Pavilion, there have been uh, previews of both the area and the Remy's Ratatouille adventure. That's right. The previews have been uh, undergoing for cast members. Uh, annual pass holders, D23 members, and Disney Vacation Club members. You just can't get in if you're a part of the general public. Like me. Um, so this squeak peek, as they're calling it, <laughs> That's cute. Uh, has been going on. Uh, we got to see the new restroom section that they put in. Lovely bathrooms. That's right, because that was not uh, blocked off. Um, but uh, we are seeing some pictures of it now. Uh, I've seen some pictures of it previously. It's not the same architectural style as the other parts of the France Pavilion because this area of France is designed to mimic uh, or or replicate the Paris from the actual Ratatouille film by Pixar. So it's got kind of like this animation feel to it where Mm -hmm. the lines are a little differently. They're more of a cartoonish line, but not cartoonish buildings you know right. it's not it's not like going into a, a french version of toontown right, right. It's, it's going into a version of france that is hand drawn by someone and i'm sure knowing disney that they made um a very smooth transition from the old part of um the france pavilion into the newer ratatouille part that it's not just a stark contrast that you know it sort of blends i'm sure right All right, let's talk about the new uh, Fab 50 characters that have been released. That's right. Two new Fab 50 characters have been announced. The first one was announced by Oscar-winning composer Michael Giacchino. Okay. Do you know what he won his Oscar for? Music. Very good. I will take (laughs) that answer. Um, But he announced that there would be a new statue of Frozone. Okay. uh, Who appeared in both The Incredibles and The Incredibles 2. And that statue will be coming to Disney's Hollywood studio on October 1st as part of the uh, Fab 50 collection. All right. And coming to Animal Kingdom, part of the Fab 50 collection, some of my favorites, Bambi and Thumper. Bambi and Thumper. That's right. They were announced by by Roy Conley who is a producer at uh, Disney Animation and Disney Nature. All right. So uh, we got to be coming close to the end of these statues. I know. I feel like we've definitely announced almost 50 of these. Yeah. Uh, and let's uh, let's get out of the theme parks and head over to Disney Springs. Okay. Um, a new shop is opening, the Joe Malone London shop. 
Um, this is replacing the Origin Store. That's right. The Origin Store is currently closed. Um, however, the Origin sign is up, but the windows, uh, which are opaque, uh, are advertising Joe Malone London. Joe Malone London is a store that is owned by Estee Lauder. Um, which is the same owner of Origins. So they're replacing one brand for another. I think they're trying to, you know, do what's, you know, trendier and uh, fresher, you know, something something new. Maybe Origins is, um, you know, sort of old hat. A passe. Yeah. Uh, Joe Malone London is a British lifestyle brand known for its unique fragrance portfolio and luxury products for the bath body and home lovely so uh check that out uh, we don't have an opening date it's just uh, coming soon uh there is a qr code in the window that just directs you to their website okay um at trails end um restaurant they have not had fried chicken for a while and it seems that it may have returned yeah that's exciting so trails end restaurant is over at disney's fort wilderness um and the uh when they brought the uh trails end restaurant back uh the fried chicken was conspicuously absent from their yes. menu. It's one of the items they are known for. I would call it one of their signature Absolutely. items. Uh, and it, fried chicken has returned. However, it is not on the menu and is available by request only. Interesting. Yeah. Um, so right now they're doing a smokehouse skillet. You just have to let your waiter know that you want it and they will add the chicken to the skillet. It's like a secret thing, like right? Because it doesn't say it on the menu. You have to know like the That's secret right. code. It's like going to In-N-Out Burger and ordering yeah. from the secret menu. Yeah. So uh, let's shoot over to entertainment news. All right. A sequel to the Jungle Cruise movie is in development for uh, by Disney. That's right. Any movie that makes a hundred million plus uh, is guaranteed to bring a sequel. Is that true? Pretty much. Huh. Uh, well, it's it's a hundred million, but don't forget then there's money off of Disney Plus that it made. So. I would say it probably made 250 to 300 million. So okay. that's going to warrant a sequel. Um, Dwayne Johnson and Emily Blunt are set to return as Riverboat Captain Frank and Explorer Dr. Lily Houghton. Uh, and the directing and producing team will return from the first film as well. All right. I'm okay with that because I liked that movie. Okay. Even though I thought I wasn't going to. All right. You know what movie I liked? The Rocketeer. The Rocketeer, which uh, is an old school movie. Um, and it was directed by Joe Johnston, who later directed the uh, Captain America First Avenger film with that right. 1940s, 1950s right. feel. Uh, Rocketeer is very much a period piece. Uh, and they have a new movie uh, called Return of the Rocketeer, which will be coming to Disney+. And it will focus on a retired Tuskegee Airman who becomes the Rocketeer. Do you know what the Tuskegee Airmen was? No. Tuskegee Airmen were a group of African-American fighter pilots in World War II. Okay. Um, so... Uh, the original film premiered in 1991, so it's uh, celebrating its 30th anniversary, and it earned almost 46 million at the box office. Was that good at the time? Uh, at the time, that was that was decent. Okay. Um, it didn't really do well in the films, but in the, the with the release and advent of home video in the mm -hmm. you know early to mid 90s, it it kind of took off. If you rented it, a lot of people rented it at Blockbuster. Exactly. Okay. Exactly. Just be kind and rewind. <laughs> All right. Um, for Halloween Horror Nights at Universal Studios in Florida, there has been a map released. That's right. Uh, there was a speculative map that had been going around, <laughs> but now we have the official map okay. from Universal. Uh, and this includes all of the haunted houses, scare zones, shows, rides, shops, and dining locations that will be open and available during Halloween Horror Nights. 
And I guess there's no sense on going over it because it's a map and it's a visual thing. And I feel like we've been over the uh, the haunted trails and the haunted houses a few times. That's right. But you know what's exciting? Oh, what? Well, the Orlando Sentinel talking about uh, unruly passengers on flights. Uh-oh. And uh, over a million dollars in FAA fines have been levied against uh, passengers uh, in the past year due to, uh, you know, their obscene behavior. Um, and and it's this this story is almost better than the accident report. Yeah, no, this is good. I'm I'm sort of reading over your shoulder. So why don't you go ahead and tell tell people what's, I, what's been done? I'll read the first one. Uh, a man on a JetBlue plane threw his luggage at other passengers and put his head up a flight attendant's skirt. That's right. I will get the non-exciting one. <sighs> on another JetBlue flight, a woman refused to wear a mask, shouted obscenities at the crew, and punched another passenger. Oh my! Yeah. A man flying on Southwest assaulted a fellow passenger because someone in his row would not change seats to accommodate his travel partner. That's right. So in 2021, uh, there have been 3,988 reports of unruly passengers. Wow. 2,928 of those are passengers refusing to wear mask reports. Right. Uh, 693 investigations were initiated out of this, and 132 cases uh, were uh, uh, had penalties levied, financial penalties levied by the FAA. Now, the FAA announced a zero tolerance pass uh, policy where unruly passengers no longer get warnings or second chances. Yeah, I mean, we saw that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, now, the FAA can only level civil penalty penalties. If there are criminal charges, that's up to whatever local law enforcement agency uh, is around. Okay. Um, the fine for refusing to wear a mask is typically $9,000. Wow. But most passengers that get that fine, it's usually combined with other penalties right. uh, based on their actions. Yeah. So uh, the latest uh, batch of 34 unruly passengers have a total of $531,545 in civil penalties. Wow. So 15 of those 34 involve flights uh, to or from Florida, seven of which were going into Orlando. So not only do you get pulled off a plane, but you owe a few thousand dollars. Exactly. That's not uh, a good way to start your vacation. No, it is definitely not a good way to start your vacation. So I don't think any of our listeners would ever be an unruly passenger. (laughs) Now you might have a sangria or four. I just fall and asleep. That a, That's yeah, all. That would be a I'm not going to cause any trouble. So until next time, uh, stay ruly in your airplanes. <laughs> and I'm Tony. And I'm Cheryl. And you've been listening to the Disney Drive Time Podcast. <laughs>